The fun thing about being older is that you don't sleep as well as you did when you were in your 20s. And now you take sleeping aids to help you sleep better, but they make you feel groggy every morning. So it's really fun to get up every morning, cause you feel like shit even though you didn't drink the night before. The moral of the story is don't ever get older, cause it sucks fucking asshole. I gotta figure out like a like a sleeping aid that works. Cause melatonin like will make me fall asleep, it doesn't make me stay asleep. And then like Unisom kinda gives me some weird dreams, and... Like NyQuil like gives me like the night sweats. It might be weed. I just don't like to like, smoke weed. They get so fucking weird. But it might be weed. Because CBD doesn't work. I need a more powerful punch. So that's what's happening in my day. Because I just want to sleep through the night. Is that too much to ask? Last night I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. Woke up at 1.30. Could not go back to sleep until like 3.30. Didn't drink. Totally sober yesterday. Cool. <laughs> One more curveball life throws at you. Is the thing that you need to do can't do because you're getting old speaking of getting old i'm sore did some upper body yesterday and some um you know that, that like roller thing where you, you roll forward on your knees and then you roll back and it's like your abs that sucks why can't we figure out a way to to work out your abs that doesn't suck ass so hard i don't know if that's possible do you want a six pack i don't know do i have to do that stupid fucking roll machine yeah no not so much i'm good i'm good your friend well is you good Anyhow, I got a lot. Boy, oh boy, do I have a lot of things that are my favorites. And I have some non-faves that might shock you. But you got to keep it real. got to keep it 100 here on the, on the, on the podcast. Oh, I said podcast, period, on the podcast. All right, what do you say we, um, we call the brand eye? It's time to call up the brand eye to see if she wants to play. That was weird. She wants to play? What's up? I'm sleepy. Dude, I was just talking to the YFTers about this. Really? Yeah, because, like, I need a sleep aid that works. Okay? Well, what are you trying now? Well, I've got one for you. Didn't I tell you about Unisom? Yeah, dude, it gave me the craziest fucking scary dreams the other night. <laughs> and I didn't like that. It doesn't do that for me. I just sleep great. Well, is it? Wait, you just said you needed more sleep, though. Well, I'll tell you why. I went hard in the motherfucking paint Friday night, and it's Monday, and I'm still feeling it. Oh, you got it's a couple day right. hang? Yeah. That's, those are the worst. Yeah, I, but I feel like that's what happens when you're 35. Yes. And drink too much tequila. I blame Trey Cyrus. My brother is a bad, bad influence. He's an instigator. Okay, well, so what happened? What did you guys do? Well, I played a show here in Nashville Friday night. It was like a rooftop hotel situation. And uh, I always invite Trace to come out to things because yeah. he lives here. And I never really get to see him because he's a hermit and doesn't like to leave the house, which same. So I always invite him, but like never really know if he's going to show up or not or when he's going to show up or anything. But he did show up. And I got, somehow got him to come up on stage with me and we played Shake It and he like sang his little Shake It parts and, you know, did his little like MC thing. It was so fun. The crowd loved it. And then I guess he was like feeling, you know, high on the hog after that and was like, shots, 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 mm. shots. And like handing out tequila shots and buying me margaritas after I'd already had like four. And he's just such a bad influence. Ah, uh, well, that's still fun though. You got to hang it out with your, really with your bro. Yeah, he's fun. Your bro Cephas. Yeah. 
I'm tired. I'm sorry. I didn't even drink. I'm not drinking really this this month and thinking like that would help my sleeping. No, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's made it worse. I, w- I, I took like a melatonin, which makes me fall asleep, but doesn't keep me asleep. Mm-hmm. I think weed is going to be the answer. I mean, Tish Cyrus says it is, you know? I know. I just, I get so fucking weird. And really? I don't, yeah, and I don't want like the last thing, like right before I go to bed to be like, okay, bye. Well, have, maybe you need like a different type of weed. I don't Everyone know. says this. Guess what? I come from a bygone era of all the weed fucking is weed and it makes uh, me stoned. Yeah. People are like, oh, this is a body high. Oh, this is a head high. Oh, this is sativa. Oh, this is indica. Fuck you, man. It's weed and it makes what me about fucking an baked. That's, dude, edibles cannot be trusted. Well. I know, but sometimes, sometimes like I don't smoke weed ever. I don't just don't like to smoke things. It's not really my thing. But every now and then, I'll do an edible, and those just knock me right out. I go right to sleep. I got to I got to figure it out. Maybe the YFTers have have something for me. You know, they do come in clutch with the recommendations. So. They do. They absolutely do. I did find out that there's two types of Unisom. Oh, really? So maybe you need to try the other kind. What's the other one about? It's weird because it's actually kind of sketch because they don't really like advertise that it's two different ingredients, ingredients, active ingredients, whatever. But there are. The liquid gels are one type of sleep aid. Okay. I don't have and that the, one. And like I always think li- like the liquid is better for you because I always think it hits you faster. Okay. I mean, I could be really – that's uh, there's no scientific fact there. Yeah. That's just what my brain associates with yeah. the liquid gel. You just don't – Soft you, gel. You, yeah. So I always take those and that's what works for me. But my um, – Do you take two? My, no one. It says in the package, why well, the ones that dissolve in your mouth and it says two. Okay, so that's the other kind. Yeah. And I think those are stronger. Oh. Than the soft gel. So maybe give the liquid gel a try. And just one. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I want to have another scary night of dreamings though. I don't that doesn't ever happen to me. That's scary. Little boy was scared. Give the liquid gel a try. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm down. Thanks for coming to my TED talk on drugs. Yeah. Well, I was talking about drugs, too. You actually kind of brought it up. Yeah, I, yeah it's my fault. I did it. I did this. Don't but do it, drugs, kids. Stay in school. No, but also, if you need to sleep, sleep. Figure it out. Because <laughs> sleep's important. It is. Scary. Okay, do you want to start the show? I mean, yeah. Starting early. We're only five minutes in. I know. Like, it's show. a weak preamble. I, uh, weak. I, I'll tell you why. I'm groggy. I didn't get any sleep last night. <laughs> Yikes. I also have a lot of stuff. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, because we know you're not coming with anything, really. I got a couple of things. You got some things? Got a couple of things. Okay. Neither things that you've watched, I guarantee, but I oh. do have a couple of things. God, do I have a great one for you. I'm okay, so excited great. to talk about it. I think it's you. I think so, too. Go for it. Yeah. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Well, Sam Brandy. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. 
I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I might cut this, but we'll see. I, I think I can make the announcement I leave for paradise in T minus 22 days or so. So Okay. All right. Yeah. Love that for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird because there's a writer strike. I know. I feel weird about this because I right. work in the part of television that doesn't need writers, right? right. Like unscripted is unscripted. Mm-hmm. But my wife works in unscripted, but then she really mainly works in scripted. Mm-hmm. And so I don't love it for her. Also, I think without good writing, you got nothing. Like, Succession would suck if, like, they didn't have the writers or, like, you know, Game of Thrones or anything. Like, so it's a weird thing. I want to stand in solidarity with these writers because of my wife and everything. And also, I'm just, like, a lover of, like, good media. But then there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe I can, you know, get a longer season. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if we're going to have, you know, rookie feds being able to uh, take up the time slot after we're done with Paradise this year. Who knows how long this thing's going to last. You're right. But I tell you this, this is the time to strike for an unscripted show. We got to come up with one, a good one together. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did sort of. I know. We got to call Lon. I know. He's a busy boy right now. Yeah. Well, you know, this is gold. Our I idea know. is gold. TV gold. Gold, Jerry, gold. I don't know if there's anything else to say other than I got to go do the show. So. So you got to go. So I got to go. We'll still do this show. I'll just be in Mexico, I assume, like we've uh, done in the past. Oh, where? I know. No. <laughs> I always be- say I'm going to come visit you. Yeah, you should. But honestly, I'm so busy, I probably won't. I but know. you know. Hey, my wife has always said she's going to come visit me. You know how many times <laughs> she's come to visit me on set? One time. Zero times. Oh, I thought she came one time. Zero times. Mm, well. <laughs> so this year she's like, because this is the last year on my contract. Like, who knows what we who can. Knows? We can rewrite contracts and stuff, but like, mm. I, I, there was a part of me where I was like, babe, this is the last opportunity you got. <laughs> to see your boy in action. Yeah, we can go in the boom boom room one night, Ooh. pound it out. Don't know why you do that when you have a perfectly nice hotel room. Because then we'll get like a nice sex tape out of it, you know? <laughs> and it'll be like directed and it'll be, it'll be good. Huh. Okay, but speaking of, I'm going to start. <sighs> Watch a documentary last night that blew my mind. It's called Sins of Our Mother. Have you watched uh, this? No, but it sounds juicy. Okay. It's been on Netflix since 2022, which doesn't make any sense to me because like- well, it's, that was last year. <laughs> I know, but it's like, it's so good. Here's the tag. When Lori Vallow's kids vanished, the search for them unearthed the trail of suspicious deaths. A new husband who shared her doomsday views- and murder, sins of our mother. There's this lady named Lori Vallow, who's very pretty. She was like 
she she was like trying to be like Mrs. Arizona or something. So she's like, like oh. a beauty pageant, but she Mrs. She was had kids and stuff. She was on Wheel of Fortune. Okay, Ooh. but here's the thing: she was LDS. She was Mormon. Ooh, keeps getting juicier. Everyone just ends up dead around this woman. Like so many deaths. And then the last two are like so heartbreaking. You're like, Jesus Christ, you're monsters. But this woman, first of all, she's Mormon. Then she starts thinking that like God's talking to her and the angel Moroni is talking to her. No, you're schizophrenic. Ooh. So she starts believing all these crazy things. And then she, she starts believing that like people are zombies. And there's like a light and dark scale. Like if you're like an like an L three, you're like you're like part of the light side. But if you're like a D four, you're on the verge of being a zombie. And once you're a zombie, your soul has left your body, and that person needs to be murdered. Ah. She marries this guy who's like my wife's a zombie. Oh, guess what happens to his wife? Hmm. Everyone that they don't like turns into a zombie and they all think that like the apocalypse is coming and they're like getting no. ready for like Christ's second coming and they're like doomsday preppers but like I love a doomsday prepper storyline it's fucking insane dude sins of our mother needs to okay. be watched by everybody and here's my other thing this is what I was saying to Sarah I would like one just one documentary about the Mormon church that isn't fucking insane okay <laughs> can I have one where it's just like they're normal because there isn't any because there aren't any. You guys are insane. It's bonker town. It's a bit bonker, yeah. I know what like some of the Mormons are going to say. Like, well, they were like crazy. They're like, they're not, not what we know. Don't care. She was LDS. <laughs> Thinking zombies are walking around. Yeah. So many people are dead after this. You go in there and you're like, Okay, there's a lot of people alive. At the end, you're like, no one's left. You gotta watch. And there's a son. This poor son. My mom's fucking crazy. When did this happen? They go to court during COVID because they're all wearing masks. So, oh, it's, so but it could have happened a long time ago. By the time it gets to court, I feel, right? No, it happens fast. Oh. I, I would say like 2014 it starts. Okay, so pretty recent. Yeah. Like it, it ends with their murder trials haven't started yet. Sins of Our Mother on Netflix is absolutely bonkers. And you Mormons with your soaking and your armpit fucking and yeah. zombies and L3s and D4s. What is happening over there? The you angel my red eye. We never talked about the soaking bit on jury duty. Oh, I know. It was so good. I know. I feel like they still have her loss. For sure. Which is a good bit. They definitely listen to this podcast. I mean, it was a good bit, you know? <laughs> Anyways, go watch Sins of Our Mother. You will, you will, you love a documentary. I just texted Miley and to tell her about it because she loves a documentary. Oh my she God. loves a, a juicy, you yeah. know. You tell her that Adam Wells sent this one over. Doc. So good. Adam Wells. There's a new Bridgerton. Oh, there is? Prequel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Didn't even know, did you? No, of course not. But I bet you Sarah um, does. Well, I was going to say, for sure, Sarah will love this. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's already started watching it. It's called Queen Charlotte. And it's like, it's they, you know, they tag it like Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Yeah. And it's kind of this prequel storyline about Queen Charlotte's like backstory. Because she's been in the past two seasons, but you don't really 
know a whole lot you know like like bits and pieces about her backstory but you don't know a ton so this like explains it all when i was scrolling through netflix trying to find something to watch i was like uh i don't know prequels are so hit or miss like i don't really know if i'm gonna like this one as much as the others like i had low expectations and i was like i'll just watch an episode and like you know answer some emails or whatever oh my god hooked from five minutes in hooked line and sinker watched all six episodes in a row binged it done with it it was so fucking good shonda rhimes is a genius her storytelling the way she hooks you i mean the female audience is her is just what she targets and knows best but she hooks you hook line and sinker and it's just like so good the cast is amazing and it's i don't know again like i don't know why i had such low expectations for this one i think just because it's a quote-unquote spinoff and the spinoffs are just usually not as good as the og this one was as good it's phenomenal honestly i would maybe rewatch it i loved it betrothed against her will to king george young charlotte arrives in london on her wedding day and faces scrutiny from the monarch's cunning mother queen charlotte a bridgerton story from the mind of shonda rhimes on netflix starting may 4th thanks for that um yeah so (laughs) queen charlotte she's like 17 in this right so it's when she gets like uh betrothed or whatever it's called like promised to the king you know to wed or whatnot and the first couple episodes are just so good she and king george just have this like ah like amazing love story like you just totally are like so obsessed with him so obsessed with her like rooting for them and then a few episodes in you kind of like start to figure out the things they've hinted about in these in these first two seasons of Bridgerton you know like there's always been hints that like Queen Charlotte has had this like really tough life and tough marriage and been through you know so all the things and that's why she so- has this like tough exterior and um she's such a hard ass and everything and so you start to see like what that's all about and man like you really feel for her by the end and I think it'll totally change everybody's um perception of her once you see this and they do a lot of flash forwards right to present day and so the uh, the OG care a lot of OG characters are in this prequel like Queen Charlotte and uh Daphne's mom I think her name's Violet she's in it also the Countess she's in it so like you still see a lot of characters we love from Bridgerton in this but man it's just so good played by different people younger no, like the older characters are in it as well because okay. they do flash they forwards flash forward, to present okay. day. Yeah, and then they mix it in really, really well, which is really cool. Nice, the, especially the first few episodes, like the steamy sex scenes we love in Bridgerton. Got them. Mm, yeah, buckle well. up. So good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the king and queen, mm. the coronation of King Charles over in England has happened. I can't think of a dumber thing that we do as a modern society than that. If I was a British person, I'd be like, we spend a lot of money on these fucking idiots. It just looks so expensive. It is. And my favorite thing about this whole thing, Mm -hmm. obviously Harry was there but didn't talk to anybody. This is all it is. It's just gossip. I'm shocked Harry was there, right? Uh, Are we shocked? Yeah, I don't know. But So here's what it is. It's people love it because it's gossip about Mm -hmm. a family and everyone loves to gossip, like, oh, my God, did you hear what the Johnsons are doing? Like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. the estranged son came back to Thanksgiving and got drunk and ruined the turkey. Effectively what it is, like, this whole thing is just familial theater for all of mm-hmm. us. 
for sure. But my favorite thing about the whole thing is that Meghan Markle wasn't there, but everyone really? thinks Meghan Markle was there, dressed up like this old white fucking Mr. Magoo looking dude in like prosthetics. And it's just some fucking old guy and has a mustache or something, but everyone thinks that that's her. And that's where we are as a society where like that's, they're like, but all she was really there dressed up. Google Meghan Markle lookalike at the coronation or whatever. Oh my God. Wait. This is so dumb. Did you see, is it like an old guy? Yeah. Why would she do this? She didn't do it, of course. But people are so stupid that they want like, to there's be- just There's just no way in any universe that this would be possible. And this poor old guy is probably I like- <laughs> It says who he is. The man pictured is Sir Carl Jenkins. Yeah. I love it though. A legendary composer whose work was played during the ceremony. Oh, I feel see? bad for him. Yeah, he's like a he's like an actually talented person. Yeah. People oh god, like stick to gossiping about the Kardashians, yeah? Oh my god. Speaking of the Kardashians. <laughs> yes. I've got something for you. Oh good, good, good. So <laughs> I think it was Snooky was doing an interview with Chloe. Okay. And Snooky was like I've met you before. That doesn't surprise me. She texted me and she was like, oh, come over. You know, it's fine. I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to go to the Kardashians' house. I was obsessed with you at the time. And I was like, oh, Kim, like, you're cool, but, like, I really want to meet Chloe. Came over and she brought me to you. And oh. she was like, she taps you on the shoulder. She goes, Chloe, look who's here. And you looked at me up and down. I swear to God. Like, I'm not like, you looked at me up and down. And you go, what the f is she doing here? You're Are you kidding me, Kim? Shut the I swear to God, why would I look at No, you wouldn't. But what? I think, and I didn't want to insult her because it was at her house. Right. It was my wedding anniversary. Right. So yeah. did you, did you key her car? No, I just left. I was like, oh Well, you God. should have. Rue. Your car. But so did, upset, was your car but... keyed afterwards? No, but it should have been. I, no, I would no, never first of all, that. So Chloe. I, first of all, I don't know why Clo Money came out at that moment. Clo Money is my yeah, alter I, ego. I, I She's here you. today. I hear okay. you. But maybe I was jealous if you were getting more attention. I literally have Nobody no idea was why. Looking at me. <laughs> First of all, I love that Snooky has been making reality TV longer than Chloe and is like, I give zero fucks about fucking up your shit. There is this world of like, okay, guess who can also make TV? Snooky can. <laughs> My second favorite thing about this is Chloe does the thing that a lot of people do that really, really rubs me the wrong way. And they say, my alter ego, Clo Money, came out. So, so then you can blame it on this other thing. But let me tell you something, Chloe Kardashian. Still you. You're still you. Everywhere you go. Just because you're an asshole doesn't mean it's not still you. I love that so much. And I'm not like a big um, Jersey Shore fan or Snooki fan for that matter. But I love Snooki for doing that. It was yeah. just. Mm. I mean, she called her ass out. It is impressive. Yeah. And I love RuPaul being like, "Did you key her car afterwards? <laughs> you should have." <laughs> Yikes! But also, if I've learned anything from doing a lot of reality TV, it's you shouldn't fuck with other reality TV stars because no, 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 they no. don't have anything else other than causing drama. Mm -hmm. That's their shtick, and Chloe should know better than that. Yeah. Also, the, the Jersey Shore people are powerful, man. Like, they've been around forever. That's very true. Anyways, I love that. And That's I always, funny. It's funny because I always thought she, Chloe was the nice one. But guess what? <laughs> Not. And you know what's weird about that story is that she's that says Kim takes her and was like, oh, my God, look who it is. Mm -hmm. And, like, Kim's being nice, of whom yeah. I would think Kim was mean. Got it. Hilarious. Isn't that great?
Yeah, it's it's I couldn't believe that. That's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, and you know it's funny like Chloe just kind of like wasn't really that shocked that she that, of course about not. what she said. She was like, "Oh yeah, my alter ego." Like if somebody told me that I had said that to them, I would be mortified. I would be like, "I am so fucking sorry." <laughs> and on TV. <laughs> yeah, and she just like didn't even flinch. She yeah. was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I've been a bitch for a long time. What can yeah. I say? Wild. Just Chloe money being Chloe money. <laughs> the other bit of pop culture right now, I was thinking about this, okay? And then we can get back into our favorite things. But this is still one of my favorite things, okay? I'm going through like all my bits early, but whatever. <clears throat> you know, go for it. No rules here. This is like showing up on my TikTok a lot, the Britney Spears thing. Mm. I don't know if you're totally caught up on it, but um, so here's what happened. A lot of people on the internet banded together to free Britney from this conservatorship that they felt right. was not right. Mm -hmm. And they felt that she should be free from the shackles of her parents and her dad and this medication. And they formed this grassroots movement to free Britney, mm -hmm. which they do. Amazing. Even I was like, yeah, free her, man. She should be able to use her own money. That was my whole thing was the money thing, not yeah. the psychotic medication thing. She should probably do that. But this grassroots movement does it. And then when she is unchained from the medication and the people trying to help her not lose her mind, she starts going online and people are like, oh, my God. She's having like a breakdown. Like they're shocked that when you stop going on medication and people that were there to help you aren't there to help you anymore, that she has like kind of gone off the deep end. The people on the internet who banded together to save this woman from this conservatorship, they now think it's not her being nutty because she's not on medication anymore. It's like AI and a body double and like all these other crazy things and not just what it is, which is maybe she should be on medication. Maybe, you know, mm. maybe we didn't know the whole story, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you thought you were doing good for the world and for Britney Spears, but really you weren't helping anybody and just... Everyone, stop on the internet, please. Just stop. Everyone, stop. Except for Snooky. Keep going. Keep going. Keep killing you. Uh, here's the thing. Everyone's so worried about Britney and, like, whatever. Like, everyone needs to worry about themselves. Yeah. Like, we're a disaster. So bad. As a human race, you know? So bad. Like, let's just focus on ourselves. Yeah. And also. Except Snooky. Except Snooky. All right, let's go back into favorite things. Favorite things, favorite things. You got you got anything else? Well, something else you haven't seen. Okay. They just released the last episodes of Firefly Lane season two. Oh yeah. Did you ever watch that show? No, I watched I the mean, show Firefly, which was great with Nathan Fillion. But, huh. Yeah. I can't picture you watching this show. It's very female, you know, very female um, targeted. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much because I feel like there's not a lot you can say that doesn't give away what happens but like holy shit like I don't cry but I did tear up at the end it's just so good sad moments happy moments I mean Katherine Heigl's amazing I don't know the, the girl's name that plays uh, Kate but they're both just absolutely incredible Sarah and, Chalk she um, was in How I Met Your Mother yeah what's her name 
Sarah Chalk. Yeah, I think so. Right, wasn't she? And she was also in like Roseanne. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, she was in Scrubs. She was in Scrubs and she was never in Roseanne. Saw that yeah. You never saw Scrubs? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's a great show. Great show. Oh, she was also in How I Met Your Mother. I was right about that. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Such a good show. It was adapted from a book, which, you know, we love that. Um, Is this also so Shonda I, Rhimes? Do you only watch Shonda Rhimes no, it's, things? No, it's not Shonda Rhimes. That's surprising because Katherine Heigl's in it. It's adapted from a Kristen Hanna book. I don't know who produced the show. It wouldn't shock me if it was... That wouldn't be Reese. Her stuff's a little edgier. I don't know. It's phenomenal. If you've never seen it, highly recommend. There's just kind of something for everybody in it. Everyone can relate to it in some way. And it's about a lot of things, but it's really just truly at its core about these just two best friends, these girls that they grew up together. They're best friends since they were, you know, 15. And it's really just about their lifelong story of like doing life together. And it's just so fucking good. So highly recommend. Cute. Loved it. Sad it's over, but great way to, great way to cap it off i think two seasons was perfect sometimes i think people go on too long too many seasons yeah you know like it leaves you wanting more but like doesn't at the same time like two was good we were talking about that we went on a picnic yesterday with uh our good friends trevor and alex and we were talking about well we were talking about how like sarah's show modern family might have been the last show that went as long as it did like that those 11 seasons and trevor had a good point of like the problem with going forever is you have to continually make your characters dumber and dumber for storyline mm-hmm. to be able to continue on. Mm-hmm. And his example of this was Succession where he was like, you know, in the beginning, the kids were really smart. Like Shiv like worked for CNN and was like, yeah. you know, this. And, that, and now in this last season, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with Shiv? Like she's making a lot of bad moves. Like she's, they've gotten so dumb. I am caught up on Succession, by the way. I am not. When it comes to Matson, this whole Matson storyline, one of my thoughts is is that this is all a play, like this bag of blood stuff and like the inflated numbers in India, like this is all Madsen's mastermind to fuck the kids over because he doesn't like them. He's having the gossip be bad about him to fuck the kids over, but then maybe not. But my thought is, is that this is, might be just be one big negotiation tactic ploy to fuck up these kids. Um, but if not... Roman's getting way too emotional. Shiv is, well, I think she chose the wrong horse with Madsen. Her relationship with Tom, just especially in this last episode, is like just very, very sad. And I, I'm wondering now if the whole arc of the show is it comes full circle. It comes back to that first episode where Ken is like, I'm taking over, my dad's dead, and then unravels, 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 and then we're back to the top. Because if Ken is right about Madsen and this India numbers stuff and the bag of blood stuff, the swat, the flip to go bot to, to, to fuck the Viking and take Gojo is pretty genius. The only person who I think is now smart on this show is Kendall, who's been, thought? Who's been wow. the dumbass the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I friggin' thought. Okay. Have you started watching Love and Death? I was, I just pulled it up. I haven't, but because I've been busy in a fucking Bridgerton, you know, uh, black hole. But I've been so excited about this show for so long. I can't wait to start it. Did you watch Candy on Hulu? No, I didn't. But that was with like Jessica Biel. It's the same story. Yeah, like a a lot of people on TikTok are putting like scenes, right? You know, oh, I know, back to back. 
Yeah, and it, and they're so similar. But I watched an interview that Elizabeth Olsen did where some asshole prick asked her, like, so did Jessica Biel give you any advice on the role? And she was like, uh, it's actually a funny story. We started filming before them. Oh, uh, really? But they finished, at, they finished before us or something. So the Hulu show came out first, but they actually started filming the HBO show first. Yeah. So she really stuck it to them. So um, it sounds almost like they were filming around the same time, which means there would have been no way for them to have, like, talked to each other or seen each other, any footage from each other's, you know, show. And they are eerily similar. It's really interesting. Well, I didn't watch the Hulu one, but I am watching the HBO Max one. Two church-going couples enjoy small-town family life in Texas until somebody picks up an axe. Love and death based on a true story. David E. Kelly's doing this one, so you know it's pretty good. I'm all caught up. Elizabeth Olsen is very, very good, but that shouldn't shock anyone. Jesse Plemons is very, very good. That's uh, Kirsten Dunst's husband. Mm-hmm. How crazy that they got married, by the way. I know. And I, then, I don't uh, know how long that's been a thing, but I just found that out, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, for a long time. That's so crazy. Patrick Fugit is in it. Um, he was in almost famous uh, as like the, the, the young the young boy and yes Kristen Ritter who, of whom I used to have a crush on back in the day mm-hmm. she's great in it anyways the show is so good I will say this it's so good now that I'm I'm caught up but the first couple episodes drag on for me because it's like okay I get it they're having an affair let's get let's get to the part where someone gets murdered the way that they go about having an affair is bonkers to me because I guess I can understand having an affair like you go to vegas and you get like fucked up on the dance floor and you hook up with somebody and like it's heat of passion thing a small town affair like it takes planning and it shows them do the planning which is really crazy going through the pros and cons and like making rules and it's so weird to think about like oh my god you have to think about all this stuff yeah and still they get caught you know like they they think it through and still of course you're gonna get fucking caught moral of the story is don't just fucking leave somebody if you don't want to be with them anymore. But the show is very good. And now I'm so annoyed because we're all caught up. And I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't know what happens now. Yes, Love and Death on HBO Max. Very good. And I feel like a lot of YF tears will like that. I totally blanked on talking about it. And I'm annoyed I did because I really, really loved it. But Taron Egerton in Tetris is... Oh, I never got to watch that. It's so good. So freaking good. And I watched I it like a it. month ago. Yeah. The story of how the world's most popular video game found its way to players around the globe. Businessman Hank Rogers and Tetris inventor Alexei Pajinov join forces in the USSR, risking it all to bring Tetris to the masses. Tetris on Apple TV. It's a movie. It's such an interesting story. This guy, this coder in Soviet Russia, you know, communist Russia, like makes this game and like it kind of gets stolen from Western countries and starts being distributed. And once like the Kremlin finds out that like capitalists are making money off of uh, effectively intellectual property of a Soviet countrymen because of of its communist run country it should be that money should be for everybody then they're like trying to steal the game back you know you have all these like is it kgb like gestapo in russia like these guys are like threatening taron egerton's character because he comes over there which you're really not supposed to do and like tries to like get contract signed 
this guy Hank Rogers who's like not giving up and he like forms his bond with the guy who made the game uh, Alexi and their like interesting relationship and you're not sure how it's gonna go the movie is so good so good go watch Tetris yeah, I do really want to see it yeah it's crazy too like I don't know how much of it's true I think a lot of it's probably pretty true and I love the ending and I hope that okay. part's true because it made me feel so good yeah. Okay, I'll watch that this week. Yeah. I do have some least favorite things. Oh. Okay, and I hate to do this. Oh, boy. But I finally got around to watching Avatar Way of the Water. What do you mean? Did you see it? Yes, in, in December. Horrible film. What do you mean? I loved it. So bad. I No, I disagree. It was so good. Like, they don't even, it takes forever to explain why they're killing these beautiful, majestic whales. It's for, the saddest fucking thing ever. For the fountain of youth. Come on, man. People would really do that. We probably are doing that. Like, humans suck. I know, but like. All humans care about is like looking young forever. It's bullshit. We would literally kill everything on earth to look young forever and it's fucked. I know. That's what I didn't like about it. It's like sad. Or true. I know. But it's just so. The little Tarzan boy. The, the like. I the, hated his character. What, what are we doing with this kid? Yeah, Spider? Was, that was the I agree with that. That could have not happened. And also, it made no sense. Like, oh, like Spider was like one of the alien, you know, the blue creatures. Like, he was with them. And then all of a sudden, because it's like an avatar of his dad, who is a fucking monster, like steals him and he like becomes part of the bad guys, like for a second. Then he like comes back. Like, it like was just made no sense. And then, like, the killing of the whales thing, like, it was confusing as well. And. I don't know. I, I hate it. I'm sorry. I know that you liked it. I just didn't like I it. I loved it. I, I did hate the spider storyline. I, okay. I wish they had not done that. I think I said that when I watched it, that I could have done without yeah. that. But ugh, the rest of it was so good. And the other one that I couldn't stand, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I, I didn't see that yet. Uh... Let's hear it. First of all, I don't know how I feel about Jonathan Majors anymore, you know, and it's and it sucks because like I think they're kind of pot committed. Marvel's kind of pot committed to this character of Kane the Conqueror. I don't even know how to verbalize it other than like it just seemed like it went on and on and on and on and on. I was like, just fuck, this movie needs to end. I, and I love Paul Rudd I do too. so much, and I used to have a huge crush on Evangeline Lilly, and who doesn't like Michael Douglas? And of course, you know, Grease too, Michelle Pfeiffer, love her. But I just didn't like the movie at all. So I'd skip that one unless, like, you need to know the storyline. But not good. Mm. Just not good. Bill Murray's in it for some reason. You're like, what are you, Bill, what are you doing, dude? Be a bigger Bummer. character. Yeah. Um, isn't there a Guardians of the Galaxy about to come out? Yes, we're going tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, yep. nice. It came out this last week, so. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everyone says it's, like, the best movie and... <gasps> And I, I think I think something happens to Rocket, which makes me very sad. Oh no! I know. I think Rocket might die. Fuck, I don't want it to. But everyone sees is like it's so sad, and you're like you're crying the entire time. And James Gunn's a fucking genius. Of course, we knew. I'm very excited for that. Okay, yeah. love that. I'm not 100 percent sure it's out yet, but if it's not out yet, it will be coming out soon. Gwyneth Paltrow mm -hmm. was on Call Her Daddy podcast. Oh yeah, I know. Did you see clips of that? 
I just saw like the the headline that was like her daughter, Apple or whatever her name is, being like, you know, my mom's on call her daddy. This is not good. You know, whatever. First of all, Alex Cooper. I mean, I love her. She's amazing. But man, she gets a fucking great guest lineup. Yeah. She can get anybody she wants at this point. It's too good. Um, well deserved though. She's great. But I was cracking up. Gwyneth was like unintentionally dragging Ben Affleck at like every turn. Did you hear any of that? No. They were like playing all these silly games and like just talking about all her exes and everything. And I just feel like at every turn she would like a like accidentally like drag Ben and like it's just too good. Really? And they're laughing about it. I loved it. Uh, I need to listen to the whole thing. I've just seen clips. But um, if you uh. If you like, call her daddy Alex Cooper or Gwyneth. I would, I would, I would listen to it. I think it's gonna be good. Well, I'll defend Ben Affleck. I heard a story recently going back to the air thing of why Ben Affleck's a good guy. So the guy who wrote the spec script for Air wasn't a, an established writer, but he had the idea, wrote a spec script, sent it to the powers that be. Obviously, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman all got together and were like, "This is great." And then they wrote the actual script vis-a-vis -vis this spec script that they got. And obviously with like Michael Jordan's input, like this, the, the whole thing changed, storyline, everything changed and all this stuff. And it kind of came down to the end where, and I think this probably happens a lot, where you can kind of cut someone out like this. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not a well-known script writer or a writer. And I, apparently Ben Affleck was like, Matt and I got fucked so many times back in our career that we would never do that to somebody else. And they let him stay, like, be credited and be paid as the lead writer, the head writer, even though, like, he really just wrote the spec script and then they kind of did the rest. And I think that's pretty great. That is great. I don't think she was ever, like, trashing him or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of uh, Brad or Ben, and it was always Brad, 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 yeah. Brad. Well, <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Hold on a second. Canadian oh. uncle left me the best voicemail. First saved message. Hey, bud. I'm over at my buddy Gary's house right now because his cat Mittens finally passed away. So he buried her in the backyard and gave her a good sending off. While we're doing that, Gary pulls out a big bag of mushrooms and one thing led to another and I am fucking flying, eh? <laughs> Elon Musk wants to go to Mars? Well, strap a fucking rocket to me because I'm five minutes away. <laughs> Anyways, just call and talk to someone because Gary's inside waiting for the pizza guy and left me alone staring at this bonfire. Reminds me of the time when you were little and we were trying to watch WrestleMania on Scramble TV. Because let me tell you, staring at a fire is like watching Scramble TV into an dimension it is wild <laughs> speaking of wild you should have seen my phone when i tried to call you eh looked like it was melting in my hand how do you siri to call you which for a split second i legitimately thought there was an actual small woman living in my phone which is a whole level of fucking panic i've never had before anyways i see gary coming over with the pizza so talk to you later bud Thanks for chatting. <laughs> oh, Where my, did you find that? I, don't, I think so, your wife to your said to me is so that is too good. Oh my god! I know. I think it's probably not real, um, and I don't even care. It's so. Uh, yeah, 
I wish it was, though. I know. It's so fucking Canadian accents like that are so crazy. It's like, how do you guys sound that way? To me, I feel like it's the complete opposite of the spectrum of like a super southern American. It's like you're a little bit hillbilly, but you live up north, so your accent's different, but it's kind of the same. It's too funny. That really got me, though. That was good. Strap a rocket to me because I'm fine. That was my favorite part. <laughs> I like the end where he's like, thanks for chatting. <laughs> like, like, he was there. It is funny. <laughs> that is so fucking fun. Oh, man. <laughs> Mushrooms are great. They are really funny. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Well, do you got anything else? Rustin Kelly finally put dropped an entire album. I have yet to listen to it. His new record's called The Weakness. Yeah, I, I truly haven't listened to the whole thing, so you can just pick whatever. Okay, well, this is uh, this is the title track, so we can just do this. I wonder who that one's about. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Don't have any idea. Uh, I do love Rustin Kelly. He's great. This Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweat song mm-hmm. I saw, I don't even know if it's new, but I just love Nathaniel Rateliff. Nathaniel Rateliff, The Night Sweats, Mellow Out is the song. You got anything else? The song's not super new, but she just put a video for it. I never really listened to much of Suki Waterhouse's music until I watched Daisy Jones, but she just put out a music video for her latest song. It's called To Love, and I actually really like it. Is she the one that's dating Robert Pattinson? Yes, they are so fucking cute together. I could die. You want to go out on it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got anything coming up or what's going on? There's a teeny, teeny, tiny chance I'm going to Cannes Film Festival. Oh, um, cool. Still waiting to hear, so I don't want to get too excited. In France. Um, what? Like no, to France. work? Yeah, for work. So TBD and then coming out to LA uh, in a couple weeks. Cool. When? For something cool. May 20th. Be there uh, for like a few days. Okay, cool. We can do a live show. I was going to say, will you be gone yet or no? Nope. Great. I'll be back. Great, love that. Yeah. Oh, Tizzle's birthday is this weekend. Is it? Yeah, on Saturday. Make sure you wish her a happy birthday. My birthday is next week. So many fucking May birthdays. Yeah, that's because we're the best. And yours but is like like a week afterwards, right? Yeah, but you're a Taurus, right? Yeah, I'm a Taurus. Yeah, I thought so. You're like right on that cusp. No, the I think the twentieth is the cusp. Yeah, that's you're pretty close though. Yeah, I'm sixteenth. Yeah. We're both kind of kind of straddling it, to be honest. My moon is Taurus, so you know I got a I got a lot of Taurus love. Okay, so what are you then? I'm a Gemini. 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 Anyways, um, all right. 
Well, I guess yeah. Next time, next time you guys hear my voice, I will be thirty nine years old. It's fucked up, isn't well, it? Well, actually, you won't be, because when they hear it, we will have recorded prior to your birthday, so you will have still been... I, yeah. I think we're going to record on my birthday, actually. Oh, oh, oh. How I, fun! I'm driving back on Monday, and Tuesday's my birthday, so... Oh, so a little B-Day episode? It'll be, a, it'll be a happy birthday episode. I love that. Yeah. I could hang out with you on your birthday. How fun! I know. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Why right. of Tears, uh, we love you. Love y'all. And, um... We'll see you next week. See you then. If I make it to 39, Jesus. Get out there. <sighs> I feel like it might be time to pop out a kid here soon. Yeah, you know. Probably soon. You know? This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.